Is this version of the Dallas Cowboys better than the 2022 and 2021 teams? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked, locked On. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. And use promo code LOTDON to get $20, $20 off your order. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We've got a bunch of really good questions lined up for you today, getting you ready for the Cowboys-Packers playoff game in round one. Landon, let's start with this question from John. He wants to know, what makes this year's team stand out compared to the 2022 and 2021 teams? It's a good question, right? And, and I think, you know, part of it is going to be the situation. I think we should start there, right? Like the Cowboys are just in a better playoff situation than they yes. were in either, either one of those two years. And that doesn't just include the seating and the playoff, you know, home field situation. It includes the, the teams that are in the playoffs. It feels like there are less viable NFC teams in the playoffs than there were in the previous two seasons. I, maybe you disagree with that, but to me, it seems I, like no, I, agree. I agree. I think that it feels like the NFC has a kind of a weaker playoff crop than they had in previous years, right? Uh, I also think that as far as the team themselves, like I think that this is a team that is a lot sharper going into the playoffs than they have been in the previous two years. And I would say, especially two years ago, it feels like where. You know, they've had stuff to play for this entire time. You know, it, it, even in like the year before when they played, like when they played Washington at the end of the year last year, like it was kind of a, you know, it, it was like the Eagles, Eagles yeah, playing like the Giants. The, yeah. You know, like, whereas like you didn't really, it was a half in, half out game. It, 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 I think it had negative effects on the team. Ultimately, they were able to turn around and, and beat Tampa Bay because I think there was so much invested there. But I, I do think that it wasn't the team wasn't going into the playoffs nearly as sharp as they were uh, as they are now. Uh, and I will also add that I feel like there are a handful of players, and I list I, you and I were talking before the show about this, and I listed them off, and I realized they all kind of have one thing in common. There's a handful of players that I listed: Pollard, uh, Jordan Lewis, Donovan Wilson, that you know, have started playing some of their best football now that are kind of ascending into the playoffs. And I realized, as I was saying it, that those were all three guys who came into the season with pretty serious injury concerns mm -hmm. that have been working their way through it, right? So, and then another guy that I thought has really kind of come on a little bit is Clark. So I think that they're, the core group of your guys are in better situations. They, they're playing at a higher level. They're more rested than they have been before. And think about like just the I, I think I, I did the math the other day. I think the, the Cowboys got, uh, or at least specifically Dak Prescott got something like uh, 63 snaps off this season uh, due to like the, the, the Cowboys blowouts. And, and that's not just Dak Prescott, right? I just did Dak because he's kind of a good indicator of when the Cowboys started pulling their starters, right? 
but there are other players that obviously got pulled at the same time. So I guess this is all way of saying they've been through the season with a sharp edge, but they also don't have nearly as many snaps on their body as they probably did at this point last year. So those are all reasons that I'm a little bit more optimistic about where this team is in previous years. But ultimately I think the biggest difference is just going to be going out there and winning it. I don't know that like it's that it's so markedly different that it's this and that it's just how they actually play on the day. That's going to be the difference. So I think this team is better than the 2022 team because last year, remember what was going on at the end of the year last year, like Michael Gallup was a shell of himself. They didn't have a number two receiver. Um, When we talked about that on yesterday's show, like they were just trying to cobble together that number two receiver and then think about what they had at cornerback. Like Mackenzie yeah. Alexander and Xavier Rhodes were playing like Trayvon Mullen was another guy that they brought in. Like they were just throwing anything against the wall to try to find competent cornerback play. And then on top of that, Dak, I, I think Dak's performance last year oh. was better than what the, the national media suggested. But there's no question that Dak is playing better now than he was last year. I think the 2021 team, though, is better than this one uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you just had more weapons. I mean, you had year two, uh, CeeDee Lamb. Amari Cooper had a huge playoff game against the 49ers. Your defense was really healthy. You had Randy Gregory, who played really well. You had Leighton Vander Esch, who played really well. You had depth on the offensive line. I uh, remember they were rotating Lyle Collins and Terrence Steele in that playoff game against the, the Niners in 2021. So I, and Dak also had a fantastic year that that season. I think that team was better, um, but I, I, without a doubt, I feel better about this team than I did last year's team, without a doubt. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to push back because, I, to me, Dak Prescott's a much better quarterback than he even was in 2021. And I, I just think, think they had more weapons, and the offensive line was younger. Maybe, but I also think he's more comfortable and he's producing at a more efficient and more uh, reliable manner than it felt like. It felt like there was a lot of boom and bust in the 2020. In the, 2020. The, the other thing, I think they could run the ball a lot better in 2021 than they could this year. Consistent. That, Maybe that, that's just that, because Pollard was healthier. They did have Zeke who had a not nice year that season. Yeah. I mean that, that, that I would definitely agree. It feels like they not are not running the ball the same way, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to think that, the offense might be better than it was at this point of the season than at, than at that point of the season in 2021. But yeah, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, we'll find out. Um, the one, the one injury that still bothers me is late in the just because if you happen to get into one of these games where the, the Packers want to try to run the ball 30 times and just gr- make it where each team only has seven possessions. I'm not sure they have personnel on defense to do that. If they had a healthy Vander I would feel so much better about their ability to stop the run. That is just the one spot that still does give me a little bit of a concern. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's, that's legitimate. I, I do think that, you know, a lot of our op- opinion on, on how this team plays the run is based on games that Jonathan Hankins was not in. That does help. Oh. Yeah. And it sounds oh. like, I mean, Jonathan Hankins played last week. I got to assume that he's going to be even a little bit healthier than he was. He played great. He played great last week, by the way, he played yeah. one of his best games last week. So uh, assuming he can play at the level that we've become accustomed to, I also would say Donovan Wilson has just played better the last couple of weeks. And he's going to be really important when it comes to filling lanes and taking on guards and making, you know, run stuffs. Those two guys getting back to the level that they were like at la- last year does make me feel somewhat better. 
And I'll also say that I think, you know, Leighton Vander Esch was around for the last time the Cowboys played the Packers in, a, in the playoffs, wasn't he? I think, am I misremembering? Maybe he wasn't, but no. I think one thing, I, I think one thing, it was 2016. So it was 2016, before. yeah, but it was a couple uh, years before. But, but I think that one thing that, you know, was a problem the last time the Cowboys played the Packers was Aaron Jones. And it wasn't just yeah. running the football, it was receiving as well. I, I think that the Packers are not going to be able to beat us with speed this time with our linebacker core. So no, if they're going to want to no. try to pound the rock and, and, and limit possessions. That's fine. Uh, th- that's likely we'll do. The Cowboys are going to need to stop that. But I think that also puts more onus on the Packers defense to try to stop the Cowboys passing mm. attack, which again is the biggest disadvantage that the, between these two teams. All right, Lynn, let's talk about which year two player improved the most during the 2023 season. We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's just talk for a minute about prepping for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics such as amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is terrifying. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my son or my daughter getting sick during a supply chain issue that's keeping them from getting the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we're going to be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, uh, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular costs. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. This is the most fun that I've ever had playing DFS because there's just so many different players and so many different stat projections to choose from. It's absolutely incredible. Plus, Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Landon, our next question comes from Goran. He wants to know, in your opinion, who improved more from their rookie season, Tyler Smith or Deron Bland? 
This is a really tough one because both of these guys kind of played slightly different positions than they're playing uh, this year. Uh, and yeah, both of them. Uh, uh, I, I can't. I, I can't remember. Did Deron Bland actually get selected to the 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 uh, NFLPA? Yes. Uh, All Pro. Team? Yes. Yep. Well, so both of them. Both of them made the All Pro team this year. Um, you know, obviously Tyler Smith playing a mostly tackle outside, and then kind of switching back inside the guard after doing all of a training camp of 2022 at guard. I tend to think that it's probably it's probably Smith. Um, I, I think that he, you know, when he was healthy, was was maybe the best offensive lineman on this team that didn't have his last name, same last name. Let's, let's say or that qualifier. Yeah, I, I kind of invented that qualifier as I got halfway through the sentence. Uh, I, I I think it's look. It's it's tough because Zach Martin is Zach Martin. You know, Zach Martin's had a very difficult season. He's been battling an ankle thing, it feels like, all year. Uh, I just think that when Tyler Smith has been healthy, he's been dominant. And it's just been great to watch. I think Deron Bland has certainly improved and has been incredible this year. Um, but I also think that he was pretty great last year, you know? And I, I don't know that his his improvement is is so drastic as much as the opportunity, you know? is I feel like... He had this in him last year, I feel like. I mean, he had a lot of interceptions last year, too. Um, so I, I kind of I think I'm gonna go with with Tyler Smith simply because I think the 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 skill has improved in such a way, especially in comparison to where we thought he was as a tackle coming into the co- into college. I think bland, I think of bland more as a guy that the rest of the NFL just missed on, right? Hmm. Like he came into the into the NFL pretty well formed it's not like we saw a huge trajectory of of improvement i think i think we have seen him improve i think he came in way more developed than the nfl was ready to admit i think there are statistics about his college game that kind of bear that out he was rated as one of the best man coverage corners by a couple different scouting services uh and and just kind of fell to the fifth round because of i think maybe where he went to school and the competition he played this one's tough because uh, I guess if I if I would have told you going into the year that Tyler Smith is going to be a Pro Bowl left guard, I don't think you would have been all that surprised because he played so well at left tackle. You just kind of assumed that moving inside the guard would make him a better player. If I would have told you that Deron Bland was going to lead the NFL at interceptions and break a Dallas Cowboy record or, or an NFL record for the most touchdowns or pick sixes in a season, you would have thought that's crazy. So that's why I think I'm going to go with Deron Bland. Like he had an amazing rookie season and then he went on to have an historic season for a cornerback. So I'm going with Bland. I also love that Bland's been able to play inside, outside and outside. Yeah. Yeah. And outside of the, the one game against Seattle, which he really struggled. He had a really bad game. There really wasn't many other games in which he struggled. He ended up being, Pro Football Focus is number two rated cornerback on the season. His coverage grade outside of just the interceptions was unbelievable. He didn't give up a lot of separation. Um, I I guess I'm more surprised that Deron Bland went from a nice rookie season to potentially an all-pro corner than Tyler Smith going from a good left tackle to potentially an all-pro guard. And and, I, uh, and that, that totally makes sense. And I think to, to me it's like, are we talking about production or are we talking about, you know, uh, skill? It's, you know? it's hard, I, but both those guys in such tough. big years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and they're very similar in the sense that they kind of, you know, 
greatly exceeded our expectations. So, and I also think expectations is a part of this, obviously, when you're talking yeah. about most improved. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think either way, Cowboys are are thrilled with both the way these guys. Now, if we remove those two draft picks, who would be the next guy from the 2022 Marquis. class? Yeah, go ahead. Bill. Marquis Bell. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if he's, was he the 2022 class? Well, he was an undrafted free agent. Undrafted free agent. Okay. Yeah. I would say Marquis Bell. I mean, just like he went from being an unplayed, unplaying safety to your starting linebacker uh, overnight, you know, without (laughs) kind of in this almost in the same way that Brock Hoffman became guard uh, on Sunday, right? Like just, oh, suddenly you're the linebacker now. Um, Yeah. I, 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 again, I, I harped on that a lot this season and I'm going to continue to harp on it. That's incredible. And even if he's not like a long-term solution at at linebacker and he ends up becoming like your third guy, or he becomes a rotational piece to basically get something out of nothing. I mean, that's, he was on the 53 man roster last year, but he didn't really do anything besides play special teams. He was a healthy scratch in a lot of games to come in and start a majority of the games at linebacker for you this year and not get you killed in most games is a huge win. Huge Quite win. well. Yeah. I mean, like, look, we say what we say about getting, you know, running inside, but it's just not a part of the game as much as it used to be anymore. Right. It's no. just having that as a weakness. You know, if you're going to choose your weakness, running, being a little bit weak inside on the running game is probably it. Right. Because it's easy to mitigate uh, uh, an inside running game. Right. He, he, the way he flows to the football, the way we've seen him, take on blockers at 207 pounds like it's just really really impressive to watch him play football i agree we should also mention i thought Demon clark played better in year two yeah, I, absolutely. I think some people are still hoping that he would have a bigger leap but definitely think he got better tolbert um, yes yeah, even jalen tolbert the numbers i mean are better they're not significantly better but i think you just feel a lot better about jalen tolbert on the field now than you did a year ago it, if you watch him this year versus last year, it's oh, night yeah. and day. And yeah. I, I am just thrilled. I cannot wait to see what he looks like next year. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys kind of handle their wide receiver core going into the offseason because they they redid Brandon Cooks's deal. So he'll be back. But he's going to be 31 going into year 11. Did the Cowboys go out and aggressively try to get you know somebody who could eventually be the wide receiver too? Or do they feel like Jalen Tolbert? In year three, is ready to have a bigger role. I I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, later, we got another question uh, from at Jones's babysitter about some wrinkles on both sides of the ball, and we, if we'll see them against the Packers, we will discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by Better Help. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your house or your apartment, and now you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning, and now you want to eat a healthier breakfast and work out in the morning. That's That helps too. Therapy helps you find your strength so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that will actually stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. 
Welcome to, back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Every dayers on tomorrow's show, we've got Peter Bukowski from uh, from Locked On mm. Packers. Ah, oh, Peter, it's going to be quite a crossover show. So make yeah, sure you guys, it really is. The, the Packers guys are already very, very confident in this game. So I cannot wait to chat with Peter. You're going to want to make sure you guys tune in for that. Uh, later, let's let's answer one more question. Uh, this is from at Jones's babysitter. He wants to know. Do we expect the Cowboys to use some different offensive and defensive wrinkles uh, to take advantage of some of the Green Bay's weaknesses here in round one? Yeah, I mean, I, I expect some wrinkle stuff to, to show up. I, I don't know if it, they necessarily needed to take advantage of, of what Green Bay's got on defense, but but I, I do think that they, uh, you know, look, we talked about it, was it yesterday or, or two days ago, that uh, we still have, we haven't seen a, a, it was yesterday. We haven't seen a Turpin pass in very, I think we saw one target in the last three games. Uh, and this is after having a lot of success kind of targeting him or using him in that way. So I would not at all be shocked that they found a way to, they will obviously work him in as like a, you know, they give handoffs, reverse, that sort of thing. But I, I think specifically seeing him kind of get out and pass or finding ways to scheme him uh, targets where he's open. I think that's going to be something that we will we'll likely see. Um, yeah, I mean, I also think that we've kind of seen some other stuff that they have uh, that they've used that they may kind of expand on. We've seen some of the uh, the kind of zone read stuff or mm-hmm. or some interesting kind of reverse zone read stuff. So maybe they have some wrinkles off of that. You know, uh, constraints against those plays. There's always something that these guys kind of hold on to in their back pocket. Usually, something that is set up by a play that they ran earlier in the season that they put on tape that they have some sort of variation on so that teams that are you know using their film study to kind of study the Cowboys they see oh they ran a Seattle concept whenever they line up in this formation and then yeah. suddenly instead of running the over route you're running you're running a over in route and and you're wide open because the cornerback expects you to break outside yeah. not inside so it's it's stuff like that that may be difficult for us to kind of notice in the moment but when you go back and see it and you see the the way that the concepts work you're like oh wait that's slightly different than what we saw previous to the, to the season that's how these guys use yeah. wrinkles you know for us for like the layman it's like oh i saw a double reverse pass please flicker like, yeah, a yeah flicker wow but like for for these guys wrinkles is hey you set up a baseline of what your established plays are hey these guys run outside zone all the time these guys run uh, yeah. uh, sale all the time. They run, they run uh, stick, uh, stick flat all the time. And what they do is they, they make those tendencies work against the defense by lining up in that same formation and then running it in a different way that gets them wide open and, and uses that anticipation against the defense. Yeah. I'll just go through all three phases really quickly. I think on offense, you'll probably see some new wrinkles in the red zone. If I had to guess, you know, it may be some stuff in like the low red zone when they get inside the 10 yard line, just to make sure they get touchdowns rather than field goals. On defense, I think they're going to be really creative on defense because the last thing you want Jordan Love to do is feel comfortable in the pocket. Yep. So maybe you'll see Jordan Lewis on some more slot blitzes. and Maybe you'll see Micah Parsons lining up more over the top of the center on second down just to give them different looks. And then on special teams, they've been they've had some major issues on special teams Green Bay has. So maybe you'll see some different punt block looks or some different field goal block looks. That's where I anticipate all this happening. Yeah, on the defensive side, I kind of go back to your 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 point there. Jordan Love is another one of these guys where maybe you start seeing uh, some sim pressure stuff, right? Because he is good against the blitz, but he's not good against pressure, right? right? So you want to get pressure on him, but you don't necessarily want to 
uh, overexert. You don't want uh, players seven guy blitzes or anything. Yeah, like you that. don't want to leave holes in, in, in the back end no. of your pass defense because that's Absolutely. where he'll exploit. Yeah. So you want him to not know where to go and then freeze. Like yes. that's what young quarterbacks do is that they they feel the pressure, they look around, there's nowhere to go, and then they don't know what to do. Exactly. He's, he'll try to escape. He'll try to you know get out and create different angles, and that's a whole different part of the the snap that you have to deal with. I'll take my chances with him trying to escape while Micah Parsons chasing him. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'll take that every time. I, I do. Can, can I just go to die trap real quick? Real quick, because I, sure. I, I reminded me real quick in the game last week. There was a time. There was a, a period in which Howell was rolling to his right, and I think in the low red zone, like you mentioned, right. And and there was a running back coming across. Is a, a broken play. They're trying to make something happen. There's a running back coming across, and Damone Clark is in front of him. And there's like kind of this thing where they're. Clark, they're trying to get Clark in a conflict where, oh, are you going to come cover me to make sure I don't hit the pylon? Or are you going to cover the guy? And Clark, you can see it on tape in the end zone. Clark sees Micah Parsons chasing Sam Howell and stops running to the corner because he's like, yeah. oh, I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, My, crazy. Parsons, Parsons going to get him. I've never seen that happen before right. in an NFL game. Uh, and he just stops so he could cover the guy because he knows that he's not beating Parsons to the corner. Uh, that just shows you kind of athlete that we're dealing yeah. with here. I expect the Cowboys to be aggressive, and they're going to have one or two tricks up their sleeves just that they've been saving the, for the playoffs game. So certainly keep an eye on that. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Go follow the podcast. We are free and available on all platforms. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for our crossover show with Peter Bukowski. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.